Aye, so I was thinking about this the other day, right? I'm gutted that there's no Star Wars movie coming out this Christmas, and they decided to release Solo in May. And I didn't think I'd be this upset, but I remember like going to the last like three Star Wars movies in a row at Christmas time. I've been like absolutely great nights to get absolutely steaming, and I did it first with The Force Awakens, which was an absolute experience to be drunk in the theatre watching that movie. It's one of the best drunk movie experiences I've ever had. Not for the rest so, of the others. I remember why? that. <laughs> I remember one scene where you just you. broke down. <coughs> like, yeah. Well, when Han Solo dies right in front of you, Scott, I mean, it's going to, you're going to react emotionally. Spoilers! You know? Spoilers! <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, like, what is, what is the the best movie that you've watched drunk? Uh, when that came out, really? I, didn't find it, I didn't find it scary at all because I was pissed and usually like, I, I scare so easy, especially yeah. like we ghost girls and that kind of thing, but there's part where he's doing that, that mad dance, I think it's when in the basement or something, yeah. and he starts dancing doing this jig and I was just, ah, oh, fucking sniggering away <laughs> in my chair and everyone was, everyone was just like dead silent. I couldn't hold in my laughter. It just, yeah. it was so ridiculous. It's amazing. I love that. love that. Anyone else got a good drunk movie? I've got a very bad habit of putting on step brothers when I come home steaming. And I just ah. push myself. Someone say like a good habit. in the morning. Boats and hose. Yeah. Boats and hose. Are they doing a new Sherlock Holmes movie, aren't they? They are doing a Sherlock movie. Oh god! Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not liking the look at. I won't lie. I mean, I mean, Step Brothers was good. Very good actually, but oh, I don't know, man. I just have this bad feeling. I completely cock up. So the trailer, the trailer was not convincing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know? Do you know one of the things that I love Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly for? Most they, they performed a song at the Oscars one year with Jack Black where they basically talked about wanting to win an Oscar and shag Helen Mirren and I've never related to something more <laughs> like what an absolute gilf that woman is like genuinely oh, very much so. bit she is Helen <laughs> it's not disturbing I don't I don't discriminate I don't discriminate with age that woman she's basically like a grand. fine wine she shagged Liam Neeson back in the day man like she's doing well for us there nah that's a point I don't want to see yeah, what? who said that? <laughs> oh man, you can hear what my, my roommate's doing next door with his girlfriend right now, Jesus. But anyway, we're going to get on to the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about Solo today and I'm joined by panel because I'm missing uh, Jack and Nikki this week. Uh, they're off uh, doing other stuff that's not the podcast. So Jack's left the, um, just left the flat. <laughs> he, he's left the flat. He's got, uh, the flat to get steaming. So I'm going to introduce the guys I'm with today. Uh, for, first off, I've got Nathan Connor, who you know, huge Star Wars fan. So I really that. Why I wanted you on today. Huge Star Wars fan, huge Marvel guy, huge action movie guy. Nathan, it's good to have you here for the first time. How are you doing? All for the explosions. All for the explosions. <laughs> that's that's what you want. Did you did you watch that VH? Uh, did you get a chance to watch that VHS uh, X video? Uh, Actually, I watched half of it and then I get distracted and I didn't ah. go back to it. I'm not your That's life. fair. That's fair. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. I, I was enjoying it to be fair. Up to yeah. the point that I get cold. <laughs> that's fair that's fair um so i've got someone here today it could be compared to ron howard if nicky and jack are our lord and miller he's came in at the last minute to save the day you know <laughs> uh, it's mr ian shearer how's it going thank you thank you i just took a bow 
Yeah. Uh, I know you can't see it, but uh, it's good. it was, this... it was uh, majestic. And you're our first returning guest now, after the Halloween show. You know, it's glad to be so back. It's good to have you back. Um, we're also joined um, by <laughs> our first our first secret agent of the show. He has a job that that's so secretive that we can't actually reveal his real name. So please welcome to the show for the first time, JD. JD, how's it going? Oh, that felt awful. I felt so bad to just hear that. <laughs> Here's the problem, JD. <laughs> All right, see when, you, see when you tell me that we can't oh, see your real name on you. I thought you were going to blame that me. I'll just let, just for everyone we know, I did not come up with that nickname myself. That was not my choice. That's fair. That's that was fair. placed upon me. But JD, it's good to have you here. Uh, we actually seen Solo in the cinema. Um, so before we get into it fully, if your if your opinions changed since the first time we saw it, watching it again? No, I just watched it there as well, and oh, I love it. I just put that in my notes. Like, I just really like it. No one, no one yeah. else seems to like it, but I don't know. What? Oh, you put up a well, wee vote thing, didn't you? Well, well, we'll get into that just now. I'll, I'll do the. I'm going to do the wee spiel, and we can get into it. All right, Han Solo and Solo looks to find his place in the galaxy after leaving his home planet of Corellia, encountering crime syndicates and the Empire along the way. Uh, Solo is played by Alden Ehrenreich, who's joined by Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, Sandy uh, Newton, Paul Bettany, um, and Woody Harrelson. It's directed by Ron Howard, but was it? Hmm. It may have got 70%, <laughs> <laughs> it got 70 of Rotten Tomatoes, fine score, um, but only made $300 million off of a $275 to $300 million budget. Which is quite bad, but we'll get into why later on. Um, I put up a Facebook poll, alright? 82% of people gave it a thumbs up, 18% gave it a thumbs down, but I want to put an asterisk next to that. It's our least voted on poll of all time, <laughs> alright? That's compared to the Twitter <laughs> poll. Right, and I think we'll get into it because I don't think many people actually will go in to see this movie, alright? The Twitter poll I put out, what's the favourite, your favourite Disney Star Wars movie that's ever been made? It's our most voted on Twitter poll. And with 30% winning it, it was, in fact, solo. Really? So, Scott, mm. uh, yes. So, JD, JD. <laughs> <laughs> Cover's blowing me. <laughs> this is going to be so hard. You yeah, have JD. to sit that. <laughs> JD. Um, I would never so have responded to JD, though, if you said that in yeah. the <laughs> JT, you're saying that you don't get the feeling that many other people actually like the movie. Is that just from word of mouth, or has it been the sort of discourse and narrative around the movie you've seen, like on Twitter and stuff like that? Both, both. Yeah. I, I, like a lot of people haven't even bothered to go see it. So, mm-hmm. like the trailer, I remember that being awful. Like, I wasn't keen on seeing it. It was only when you, like, I think it was Nicky they saw it with. It was only when you suggested going to see it that I even bothered to. Otherwise, I wouldn't. And since then, I've watched that a couple of times. I really. Like yeah. It. And you know, Nathan, you've been you said to me, like, you agreed with the Twitter poll before we came on air. This is your favourite Star Wars movie of the Disney era. Yeah, it is, to be honest. I didn't mm-hmm. actually see it until I was going to Dubai. I watched it in the plane. So it yeah. was out for about four months before I'd even watched it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. from what I'd seen in social media and that, it'd been taking a relative pounding. Off yeah. near enough everyone, but when I've seen it, I didn't actually see the issues with it. I actually quite mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Yeah, well, we've got Ian, you're coming to this for the first time uh, today. Watched it for the first time this morning. 
do you agree or disagree? Uh, overall, we've got a positive consensus in the movie thus far. See, I think uh, I think the film had a lot of really great elements, and I thought there was a lot of really great moments in the film. But I think I don't know. I just got this feeling that it just, it just left a lot to be desired. Really, I felt like uh, the character is interesting as Han Solo. I thought like there's so much they could have done, which they didn't. And it's mm-hmm. not that I didn't like the film. I mean, I was enjoying it, and then it tense scenes. I felt tense, and there was elements of comedy that I found funny. Mm-hmm. But I just think overall, like, I feel like there was so much more they could have done. Yeah, like, especially. I- like, Mm-hmm. Especially with regards to like, like the fact that it is his origin story, like there's a lot of interesting ideas that they could have used when it came to like finding out where he got his gun, where he gets his name from, how he met Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Like especially with one of the, the things I hate most about the movie, because overall I'm very positive on it as well. One of the things I hate the most about the movie is how he gets his name. And it's the most like stupid part of it for me. Really? Total viral. The guy's like, uh, <laughs> the guy's like, oh, what's your name? Han. What's your second name? Oh, I don't have one. Plus, you're on your own. Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, like my eyes started hurting from rolling. It was like they were rolling like right through the back of my head, and also on a full 360, like yeah. back around. When I heard that, I was like, really? I didn't That's mind what you that. went for. I didn't mind That's that. That's what you went for. Like you know how. Uh, they say like John Doe when they don't know the identity of someone. That's just how like, yeah. I took it. Like they're just they have people coming in at a time from nowhere, just like joining up or whatever, and they're just like yeah. fuck it solo. So, Fair enough. But it's weird enough. to think there's one as a solo out there. But that's just the way I thought. I don't think it was too bad. It's that way. It's a kind of a blinking you miss it. Yeah. In a line, if you're not really paying attention at that point, you it will go right by. I agree. I agree. The thing, the thing about the movie that sort of gets the, the heaviest criticism, and it's a bit unfair because you can't, it, as David Moyes found out, you can't follow Sir Alex Ferguson, and that's Alden Aronwright's performance. <laughs> he's sort of been no, but he has. He's been dealt a really dud hand here because I don't think that he's that bad at all in the role. I no, think like he's it. decent. I, I think he's decent and serviceable, but. Here's here's the issue I've had with the Han Solo movie from the start. Why, when you have Ewan McGregor, an actor who can still play the same part he played years and years ago, available and ready to go, do you pick to recast Han Solo, one of the most iconic characters in Star Wars history, and make that your first like real spin-off movie? Um, like, does anyone have any thoughts of that? Like, what? Do you think it was wise to go with Han Solo? Do you think he was the character to go with first for these spin-offs? No. No, me and Jack were talking about this just before we came on. Like, I think he's just one of the characters where you don't really want to know his origin mm-hmm. or anything. He's just better when he's just like a wee bit mysterious or whatever. It's just of all the characters. And he's because he is so beloved, that's probably why a lot of people didn't like it. Because mm-hmm. he, he didn't like try and replicate Harrison Ford because that'd be impossible. He took his own spin. I really liked his own spin, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it backfired in a yeah. way. I think they kind of demystified him a bit, um, but I think that was what kind of what was so great about him. Uh, yeah. I think, in, in my opinion, I really don't think they should have went for an origin story. See if they just went for like a story about Han Solo, this uh, like kind of like bounty hunting, smuggling, like kind of crime film. Yeah. I think they could have like done some done something really cool with that instead of like having to fit in all the wee references that they made across the Star Wars film to his past life. No, I agree. I agree in a sense. Um, And I like what you say about demystifying the character. Um, Because I kind of... But 
they don't do the same thing, and this is what frustrates me about the movie. They demystify Han Solo to like a really, really like bad degree. But Nathan, they don't do the same thing with Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. We don't get an awful lot of explanation as to who Lando is or the sort like how he is deep down, what his character is. I think Donald Glover does a fantastic job in the movie as Lando. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely I, agree. Um, I think I think he's probably the best performer in the movie. Yeah. In my personal opinion. But I think it, I'm a bit biased because I do like Donald Glover so mm-hmm. much. And he's one of the most like popular popular actors on the planet. Like right. um I remember I shared this like this casting on Facebook and thinking like when, when it was announced and thinking this is what's gonna make or break the movie. But you you said something earlier on about how you felt the movie lacked direction in a sense. Do you feel that you can sense that in Donald Glover's performance? Because at times he seems to be more Donald Glover and at times he seems to be doing um, Billy D. Williams, not impersonation, but trying to play homage to the sort of original incarnation of the character. Yeah, see, well, I think I think that was a kind of the blessing and the curse of Donald, Co- Donald Glover in the role, as in, like, I think he did a great, like, he, was, he did a great, like, Danny, Danny Lee Williams impression. Yeah, and uh, I think that did work really well because it kind of like it kind of felt like it was kind of safe as well. But I think it also showed off uh, Don Glover's talent and like the fact he was able to kind of embody the character quite well. And I was getting the kind of like same affect from him as I would like watching Danny Lee Williams in the <coughs> original films. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And obviously, Billy Dee's back in episode nine. Uh, like, are any of you guys excited to see the Billy Dee uh, Williams character Lando Calrissian back? after watching this uh, solo movie because you feel you've connected <laughs> with the character again? No, you just saying that's really, like... No, I'm not... I'm really, <laughs> just not. <laughs> you just careless. If anything now, I'm just... I'm dreading it even more. Yeah, fair. I, I forgot fair. all about we'll, that. No. You forgot all about episode night. We'll, we'll talk about no, that. I forgot you've you ruined Scott's night. Ah, oh, no. He's done. He's, oh. No. I ace it. But to be fair, Carrie Fisher was on like a fifty-year coke binge before she came back to play Leah. So, like, if she can come back from that, like, surely Billy D can hit the gym, like, you know, and get back any action. Um, <laughs> JD, a lot of uh, what we were talking about um, before we came on uh, was the behind-the-scenes <laughs> problems of the, the of the the production. Obviously, the original director, Lord and Christopher Miller. However. Halfway, like more than halfway through principal photography, they were fired by Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm uh, for taking it in what is being described as too much of an Ace Ventura direction. So they bring on an old steady hand, a friend of George Lucas himself, Ron Howard, to complete the movie. Can like obviously we all knew about this, like throughout it, but JD, I'll ask you first. Do do you think you can see? these issues in the film itself or did you forget about it as soon as like the opening credits started playing? I'll tell you what, if anyone figures out who I actually am, like <laughs> <laughs> this will be even more of a ready than it currently is. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't think it was like too noticeable. I heard that uh, the guy that plays Han Solo in this grasped them all in about that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think like what you are saying earlier, I took note of it as well. The only real difference I saw was um, when Donald Glover's being himself and then being like the original Lando and then his accent slipping up every now and again, but 
to be honest, I didn't really see it in, in the movie itself where I was like, that's a huge shift mm. and change and all that, but I don't really know what you see since I'm not. That's fair. Just don't really that's fair. Sorry, what like do you Nathan... mean that Ace Ventura direction? Do you, that's, do you have any quote. idea? That's a direct quote. Ace? Like, I know. Tons of animals. The guys that's in... <laughs> <laughs> they, they just had tons of dogs running about. Jim Carrey chasing them. Uh, uh, but, Jesus. But Nathan, like, when Phil Ward and Christopher Miller were actually announced for the movie, I was pretty excited about it because I, I know you, you're a fan of the Jump Street films which they directed and the, yeah. the, films that, the film of theirs that I personally really enjoyed was actually the Lego movie which surprised me by the unique tone and direction that it took. Like, I thought it would be so shit, but they somehow managed to make a movie about Lego fucking class. Like, do you think that it, the movie would have been better if Phil Lord and Christopher Miller would have been kept on? Or do you like it the way it currently is? Do you think they, they would have leaned too heavily into the comedy? Uh, to be honest, it's hard to answer that question. Mm-hmm. But I, in all honesty, I like the way that it panned out. I think... In all honesty, it was more of the studio and that that yeah. kind of doomed it because it kind of gave up with all the advertising and that. Yeah, it, they, they fucking it was afford three, it. It was, three mo- it was three months before release that we released the first trailer. Yeah, and obviously that's and then, a problem with they're not getting the footage rendered in yeah. time, like the effects are not yet done because they've had to reshoot a lot of things, you know. But. And then obviously with the very public sacking of the directors and that, mm-hmm. the, I think they kind of tainted that. Yeah. So like, everyone was going in with a negative mindset. For the and audience. it was very public. And Ian, I'll come to you for this. Like when Phil Ward and Chris Miller were fired from the production, do you think that it put a lot of people off that they took what was seemingly a safe option in Ron Howard and put him in the driver's seat? Like, do you think it's like, because a lot of the criticism of the Star Wars and the Disney era has been that they've been playing it too safe. Well, a lot of people have criticised The Force Awakens for being a rehash. Do you think it was too safe a move uh, to save public opinion hiring Ron Howard? Or do you think it was the right thing to steady the shit at the time? Well, from what I've read about the, the behind-the-scenes turmoil, it did seem like uh, the actors, like the actors' production in general, were getting very disillusioned mm-hmm. with with the production. Twenty-five, thirty takes for some scene, like some scenes I was uh, reading about, mm. sounded like they were like Jesus. Uh, another quote, I think, I think it might have been uh, the actor that played so, and the quote of him grassing in the grassing in the production. <laughs> Was uh, like oh, they were starting to get weird. <laughs> where weird was uh, italicized and oh. the and the thing. Right. Okay. Okay. And the interview and uh, twenty five thirty takes, man. Can you imagine if I tried to tell yeah. Nicky to do that? So I think uh, and I think they've maybe tried to like overcompensate by firing two maybe two people who maybe they can't handle the pressure, but maybe their vision was a bit more mm-hmm. extreme or a bit more specific, and now maybe they've overcompensated in the other direction. By bringing on a more safe choice, mm-hmm. so I think that's maybe where my like my opinion of like my opinion about maybe the vision being lost is because they've kind of like got two different extremes. Yeah, they kind of gone for two different extremes and kind of mashed them together, and that's maybe just made the film lose its direction a little bit. Yeah, and it kind of it, it takes me like <coughs> I, I want to recontextualize that scene and it's Sobo's name, right? If it had been in a sort of funnier, zanier film, that that. Uh, moment seems self-aware to me where they're like yeah this is like a stupid explanation but it's a funny one you know but because it is in yeah. the midst of like this kind of semi-serious like uh 
uh, movie that we got with Solo, it does feel kind of out of place. And I think that's one of the few moments where I can sort of identify that there was differences of opinion. But Absolutely. in saying that, it's Star Wars. And I'm going to take us like off the beat, off the track here because we can analyse the movie all we want. But at the end of the day, Star Wars is about more than just looking at it as a film. You know what I mean? It, it is an experience. Like it's something that everyone grows up knowing and watching. And it's like, and when you're right into it, it's pretty cool to see really like Star Wars geek out moments on screen. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you've not seen Solo. JD, what is the fuck is Darth Maul doing showing up in here? What, 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 oh what my happened? god. What right. Darth Maul? Scott, uh, tell me, tell me what happened. I thought he died. Tell me, like, I, don't, I know he didn't die, but if I didn't know, tell me. <laughs> How is Darth Maul still here? It's uh, it's in the cartoon Clone Wars yeah. show, isn't it? I didn't, like, I've only seen clips of that. I've never really sat down and watched it. Apparently it's really good, but um, aye, yeah. he's got like mad spider legs at one point and then you see his robot legs and that's what I thought that scene was just so over the top but I'd, like I would have liked him <laughs> to be revealed but the way it's done is just horrible <laughs> that's an eye roll but that's what I rolled my eyes at least I was just this, yeah. this needs to stop really? yeah I loved it I hated hearing it, so. Darth Maul speaking in the in the movie can I don't know I just I kind of kind of ruined them for me a little bit well it's and then he just got this kind of like typical typical bad guy voice like, come, come to me, you know. <laughs> well, Nathan, I think that's the problem with Star Wars. You've got this fan base who's dedicated and who knows nah. who knows the mall story outside of the movies. So for me, and I know yourself, you have like a, you have a, a somewhat of a knowledge in Clone Wars and Rebels. So the Dark Maul story in those shows is one of the most exciting things in the Star Wars canon for me, bar none. Like, because he's fueled by two motivations. One is to kill the Emperor for fucking him over, and one is to kill Obi Wan Kenobi. So, what do what did you think, knowing that sort of uh, extra uh, extra uh, material when that moment was revealed? I honestly think that Darth Maul's the best villain in the Star Wars. Oh, like, hot takes! Really? Hot takes flying out here. Wait, like, honestly, I think he is. He's definitely. I think it's looking though. I think yeah, mm, absolutely. I definitely. But I think it's more because obviously I've seen him in the Clone Wars and Rebels, mm-hmm. and I think because of that, it can give me a bit more perspective into the way that it could go. Definitely, and we know the way it works out in Rebels. Um, spoiler alert for Rebels: Darth Maul ends up dying at the hands of Obi Wan Kenobi and Tatooine. As I well, that wee clip as well. Oh, yeah. I saw this wee thing. You know how in the episode one, the only mm-hmm. good bit, the fight at the end. And uh, <laughs> the only good bit of that movie, I think, <laughs> you know, the face I, right, this is this isn't me that noticed this, but see where the move that he does to kill Qui Qui Gon, where he like hits yeah. him with the the center of his double bladed thing. Yeah. See, in that Rebel show, that's how Obi Wan kills him. He like cuts through the middle, yeah. and it's like instant. I thought yeah. that was quite cool. Ah, oh, full circle. Aye. Yeah, and but that's the thing about having a powerful villain like Darth Maul come in. It recontextualizes the Kira character at the end for me because I'm I'm going to say this right now. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, all right. But Amelia Clark outside of Game of Thrones has not always done it for me. In some movies, mm. I think you're, she's actually been bad, like not just I think she's put in bad performances. I am uh, I'm very <laughs> glad you said that. I really That's liked it. her as Kira here, though. I did oh. because she gives what could be considered to be emotionless performance at times and the chemistry between her and Olden Aaron Wright isn't always there. 
However, when you look at it in the sense that she's been playing him the whole time and her emotions for him and everything around her might not always be genuine and yeah. this ambition that fuels her more than anything else, it recontextualises it's actually a really, really good performance if it's intentional. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I might be reading too much into it, but the fact, and the thing is, like, Nathan, you know this as well, when we first meet Darth Maul in Rebels, he's been stranded and betrayed on a planet right. somewhere where they find him. Kira clearly is the one who stranded and betrayed Darth Maul. So if you recontextualise the whole thing, Kira will one day become the leader of Crimson Dawn. So I, like, this is what I wanted to get into, right? She's probably my favourite new character introduced in the Disney era. And I know that's a really controversial, I know that's like controversial and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think the potential that that character has going forward is actually greater than a lot of the others that have been introduced because she's so unique and it's only ambition that fuels her drive and it's not any other emotion or dedication to some sort of Sith. Yeah, I've noted that as well. But see, to be fair though, when you think about it, there's not a lot of new characters that are particularly interesting that they've introduced. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I agree with what you say, like um, how at the end you realise that it's like at the start, you can kind of see when they meet up again on that weird space yacht thing. And um, you're like, oh, well, instantly you know that she's going, like she's changed, she's going, she's taken the bad path and uh, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a pretty like cut and dry thing. You know what's going to happen. But when it comes around to the end and you don't know what anyone's doing, I really like the end of that. Like, I, uh-huh. I, I no idea. I couldn't predict it. Seeing all honesty, I didn't actually expect her to kill what's his name, Dryden. Dryden Voss. Yeah, uh, Dryden Voss. I, I didn't expect him to kill. Well, I kind of expected her to kill him, but I didn't expect her to take his place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the that's thought, the thing. That's I was, he's a very I was kinda, good villain as well. Like he comes across quite I, menacing. I was kind of expecting it to be a bloody happy ending and they run off to the sunset and the falcon yeah. and all that. <laughs> that but, but that wouldn't, it would mean sure. it wouldn't be explainable as well though. Like it'd be hard to explain like where she ends up unless you were going to do like a solo two, you know? Aye, that, yeah. that's another thing that annoyed me about the way that they put Maul in at the end and now apparently they're not having another spin-off. Yeah, but we'll talk, after, we'll talk about that in the second half when we talk about the TV shows though. Because I, I, think, do, um, I do think there's a place to put them. I think you're definitely right. I think uh, I think she Kira's definitely a very interesting character. But I think what you're saying about Amelia Clark's performance and uh, the way you recontextualise it, I think that I don't know. I don't want I don't want to be too bold in what I say here. But um, mm-hmm. I think that maybe the complexity that you're attaching to that. You think I'm talking? I think I, no, no. I don't <laughs> think you're talking bullshit. I think I think what you said is what Amelia Clark has tried to do. Yeah. But it's just come across as uh, kind of more emotionless, a little bit wooden acting. Mm-hmm. But I can, but maybe that thought process was what was behind why she acted like that. But I think maybe she isn't, maybe she's just not as, ca- she's not as capable as a character complex as that. Mm-hmm. As that and the performances that she gave. Yeah, because Daenerys is as complex as that in Game of Thrones. Like Daenerys is a very right? sort of straightforward character who wants the Iron Throne, she'll do anything she can to get it. Yeah, that's basically her only characteristics. Yeah. you know. Yeah, um, exactly. What I, I'm trying to think, what else we can talk about with the film, and I realised that we haven't really talked about the two primary villains of the movie. And Paul Bettany is Dryden Voss, who we brought up briefly in that discussion. But also Woody Harrelson is Tobias Beckett. Uh, you've got an actor 
of the, the name brand value of Woody Harrelson in your movie, who everyone knows, and he's probably one of the more likeable actors out there. Everyone sees Woody Harrelson in the movie, and you're like, oh, great, I love Woody Harrelson, but he's getting lost in the discussion here. Is there a reason for that, people? Like, do we not I, like Woody Harrelson in the movie? Or? I think his character, character just, didn't, just didn't stand out. Yeah, uh, that yeah. was the exact that's the exact same thing I was going to say. I think, uh, like, as a kind of, like, kind of mentor... Like he's meant to be this kind of mentor, like passing yeah. down, passing down his crook knowledge on the thing, but they just never yeah. really explore it. Like he just kind of gets introduced and he's like, "Yeah, you're part of this now." And then uh, yeah, he says, it. Yeah. "Trust no, trust no one." Kind of very kind of like very simple, like very simple kind of diatribes about being a criminal. And yeah. I think yeah, I think uh, they could have done a lot because Woody Harrelson's definitely capable of being this kind of like. Uh-huh. Kind of anti anti hero as he's getting older now, like probably capable of the, being this kind of like mentor type character, but they just never yeah. really went anywhere with it. Well, uh, obviously Nathan, we've seen that from Woody Harrelson before playing uh, Hamish in the Hunger Games as well. Right. Um, but what did what did you think of it? Like, because when when this was coming out, the anticipation <coughs> that it would be like Ian saying an older Han Solo, and it's a passing of the torch from one sort of smuggling outlaw to another. Like, do you to come across that way to you or? Do you agree with Ian that it just didn't quite reach that same level, that mark that it was aiming for? When he was announced he was going to be in the movie, there was a lot of mystery about who he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I think the story just kind of passes him by. Yeah. It's like characters no get like a firm place in it. He's just kind of there. And I think... I'm not sure if it's just because of the drama that went on out with the movie and that, that... Mm-hmm kind of took the shine off the performances because everyone was going in with a negative mindset but I really don't know but I just I could take him or leave him in that yeah. in all honesty yeah and it's a shame as well because what you're saying about the story passing him by uh, JD I feel the same way with uh, Paul Bettany as Dryden Boss in the movie as well like I feel we don't get enough time with him and it's a shame because Paul Bettany is like a great actor like we've seen him seen him as Vision uh, in the MCU like and that's the, like, and we've seen him in a lot of other roles <laughs> apart from that. But like, it, comparing it to sort of blockbusters, we know what he can do when asked to do it in a sort of ensemble cast. Do you feel the same way that we're talking about Woody Harrelson as Tobias Beckett as Paul Bettany with Driving Boss that the movie sort of passes them by? In a way, uh, I mean, I didn't mind them. I mean, I remember when I first watched it, though, I was like, ah, he's not really an interesting villain. But as I was watching it there, I kind of like how. He thinks he's um, charming and stuff like that, but it's so false. Like you can tell he doesn't yeah. really care. Like at the end when he thinks uh, Woody Harrelson's character's dead and that, and he's like, "Oh, tell me that happened," and then he just moves on in a second. He's like, "Do you want this mad jelly bean stuff like that?" And yeah. it's just I, I like that. I like that mm-hmm. it was just so false and fake, and it's a wee bit interesting, but it was nothing particularly special. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one thing I did, I would say I did like about Solo is. You have John Williams back, uh, helping with the music here. Mm. You know, the music in Star Wars is always a high point. And Absolutely, we get we get the same. It, it helps connect the, this to the, like the rest of the universe. You know, but one other thing that does help with that is always an opening credits crawl, and we didn't get that with Rogue One. However, I think that we got something really quite cool with Solo, and that it stayed on the blue writing of a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and explained it through that yeah that was fun that that was like i know it's a small (laughs) thing but star wars you know and people care about that sort of shit and i like when i saw that i was like that is a really really sort of 
smart move. Was there any like Star Wars isms in this movie, for lack of a better term, that anyone else sort of noticed and helped you think like, yes, this is a Star Wars movie? That's what I really like this movie for the amount of like Easter eggs in it. If you're like, a Star Wars fan, like there's so many, and I we really got a like... Bosk. We got a Bosk reference. I Did love you? to mention a Bosk. I missed that. Easy. Uh, Bosk is great. I love that guy. Never says anything, but he's just like a fucking walking dinosaur, and that's cool as fuck. There's rumours that if there was going to be a spin-off or a sequel to Solo, that he was going to be in it. Yes! But I want that now. Because obviously, at the end of the movie, I think they're going to Tatooine, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's enjoying Jabba's Big Jabba. Fucking Jabba, man. Like, it would be cool to see Jabba in this movie, I actually think, as well. Like, yeah. when we get the reference to Jabba is enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there is any other things that I noticed that really... Ca- oh, we got a droid, obviously. Um, I've actually forgotten to write down the name of the droid. Uh, L3. Remember L3. Fucking L3. Hell. L3, the droid's right activist. Like, oh, <laughs> how did we... She I'm, was a pain in the cunt, man. I couldn't what were they thinking? Here's the like. What I didn't mind her. Like, <laughs> no. I thought it was pretty cool the fact that Lando was clearly fucking his droid, and I'm like, that's a really weird thing to put in a Star Wars movie. No, I don't <laughs> but... know. I think see, like, since Disney took it over and they want to have this whole like, we're so socially aware of what's happening and kind of like forced inclusion down. Because that's a thing, isn't it? People are attracted to like inanimate objects or something like cars and all that. It is, no, objective but, files. Yeah, is it? Yeah, that's the term. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if that's... I don't think that's forced. I don't think they're including it to make the point of people are objective files. I don't think it's for the... <laughs> no, it was more. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a social commentary on uh, this taboo subject around the discussion around objective files. I think, like, I do, I do like the idea of, like, it, it mirrors a lot of people didn't like the storyline in the Harry Potter books of Hermione being a house elf rights activist because it, it was, like, annoying, like, in the way Elfie is a bit irritating at times. Yeah, but um, I don't, I don't know. I like it. I like it more than than a lot of people do. Because uh, I just think she's quite funny sometimes with some of the stuff she says. I think she's um, absolutely seen... that way, aye. And then they just ripped yeah. the arse of it. Like, I was happy to see that. I just I don't know if it was like meant to be a, like a commentary on like so, like social justice warrior culture or like PC yeah. culture or yeah. what they were going for, especially with how much uh, like political correctness is kind of like. Well, I don't want to use the word infected, but uh, like how it's kind of like made it ingrained its way into like the production of like big big shot Hollywood films these days. I just mm-hmm. don't really know what they were going for with the character, like. Uh, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know, know if it was meant. I don't know if they're like meant. They're, you're meant to be kind of like la- laughing at her for being a like social rights, wo- social yeah, robot rights clear. character. They've just get, they kind of get an obsession with the droids in the new kind of spin-offs. Yeah, because <laughs> they've got that one. They've got what's the one that they call in Rogue One? Oh, that one done oh that, yeah. I don't did, did I, I mean that. Alan, I thought he was funny in that. <laughs> Alan Tudyk plays them. Yeah. I didn't mind them in that. I mean, I know what you're doing. They're kind of... Nah. That's a bit too much. I really like Rogue One, but... but... 
we'll get really into that in a minute. That's for another show. I'm not going to get into the Fox and Rogue one today. Don't get truffles started. You won't even be in those. Do you not like it? Do you not remember it was on Twitter? And I put out tweets like saying, oh, my, my review of Rogue One's coming tomorrow just to annoy Nicky. And I did this for like 20 days straight just to like really, really oh, irritate him. Because yeah, yeah. he knew I didn't like the movie. He's like, just fucking say it. Like, just the wee grouchy wee bastard that he is. I hope you're having a good day. Uh, <laughs> Nathan, I'm going to come to you about one last thing in L3. Um, it does help recontextualise the other movies, which when, when, a, when a prequel does recontextualise things well, it can help bolster the original. Does the fact that Elfie is now part of the Falcon help you? And does it uh, make you feel more emotional about the connection between Lando and that ship going into like the uh, Return of the Jedi and stuff like that? Obviously, when he gets to pilot it in the end. See, in honesty, no, no, <laughs> couldn't <laughs> give a fuck. Doesn't care. I think it was just a kind of. It was pointless, basically, and I get what I'm doing and all that, but. They could have thought of something a bit better than yeah. downloading her Aye. brains into the fucking Falcon. See with That's these uh, Star Wars a story things, do you not think that they're trying to like plot a lot of mistakes, like patch a lot of them up? Like the Kessel run and then the whole we purposely put this hole in the Death Star thing for Rogue One as well. Like Aye. there's a lot that's well, kinda of unnecessary. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you I said think it's kind of I think it's matter. just kind of them trying to justify it in their own weird way. The thing with the, the hole in Rogue One, I don't forgive because I do think that is like lazy, like to try and explain yeah, it away like the way they did. However, the Parsec thing, if you're going to do a Han Solo movie, I want to see how he completed the Kessel Run. You know, that's and the complete opposite for me. Yeah, there's no, there's no way around it. Like so that's, the one visuals... the, that's one of the things that are there. The visuals of the castle running out were class in the movie, but Absolutely, still, still, still the way that it happened with downloading L3 and annoyed me. Yeah, that's probably the only thing that really annoyed me about the movie. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about we're talking about earlier about that video that I sent you guys, Screen Junkies. I've got a really really good video on their uh, main channel, uh, and it's a discussion with the VHX artist of uh, Solo: a Star Wars Story, how he explains how they do it all. So we're going to wrap up uh, part one. So I'm going to go round the panel let's go to uh jd first what do you like what would you rate solo out of 10 and why uh i'd give it an eight like, i think i never really associated it with the rest of the star wars films i like it on its own but mm-hmm. i don't feel i think a lot of people when they tie it back they're probably the ones that hate it where they can't separate it in their mind to be in the different characters but i just think it's fun i like all mm-hmm. the callbacks to all the different movies and stuff like uh, like lando calling him Han instead of Han or Han or whatever I said the same word twice and the whole yeah. he doesn't like mining colonies just like wee things like that I really enjoyed just as someone who like, loves Star Wars so. yeah no, if I like that I like that Nathan do you feel the same way are you going to go above or below Nate I'm going to go 8.5 just to be <sighs> controversial and annoy nice. Scott I mean nice. JD JD <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> you're not going to be tagged in it anyway and you don't need to share it so it's fine but <laughs> 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 See, every time but someone says it as well, like, I don't even flinch. I don't even notice it. <laughs> go, right, so 8.5, but, why Why would you go above uh, the, the Scott? I'm not, uh, sure if it's I'm not sure if it's because I went into it with such a negative mindset because what everyone had said about it, but mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it in a whole. 
mind you say how we do the Kessel run, but I won't rant about that anymore. Yeah, that's but, fair. <laughs> yeah, overall, just but a really I just think time. it's a very. I think I enjoyed it. And that's yeah. what I want when I watched yeah. a Star Wars film. I just want to enjoy it. It's kind of what I was saying about Guardians last week. It sounds like you said, like, I can put this on again and rewatch it, you know? So, mm. yeah, that's the most important thing. Uh, Ian, you watched it today. You're still trying to figure things out. Give me a grade out of 10, though. I'm going to I'm gonna sit on about a six, maybe six and a half just now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, I mean, it's okay. Like, the thing is, like, I, I did enjoy it. Like, there was plenty of scenes, like... This, like the, the Kessel Run, especially on topic, I thought was an absolutely great scene. Like, uh, yeah. I thought it was a great action scene. It was like full of tension. I wish like the film had more of that. Yeah. So I'll set I'll set it about a six. Like I thought it like it had a lot of good elements, but also left a decent bit to be desired. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I thought I'd, I thought it'd be higher, but like I, I'm a really kind grader on these things. Like I don't think I've gave below an eight before, unless it's been something made by Brian. Uh, unless it was like Leon or something, so I'll probably give it a seven and a half. I'll give it a seven point five. I think it's a real. I think it's a good movie. It's a movie I'd put on again, uh, but it's a movie not without its flaws. And I do think that they rush certain story elements, which, as we're saying, <coughs> people like Tobias Beckett and Dryden Voss, uh, who could have been like really good, well-rounded Star Wars characters, sort of get the Boba, Boba Fett treatment, and the, the story sort of passes them by. So that is the only sort of criticism I would have of it. Um, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'll give it an 8.5. Yeah, I'm being a miserable bastard. That's a, that's a bit of a jump. Yeah, I'll give it an 8.5. I don't know what I was trying to do there. I like the movie, you know? So <laughs> You're just trying to be controversial. Well, it's just I don't feel we have enough negativity with Nicky not being here today. So uh, don't, don't forget Higgins. Any other topic topic don't let him off. <laughs> Higgins just doesn't like horror movies. So like Usually anything apart from that, he's like... Alright, with. Oh, but, I like that rant. That was funny, man. <laughs> I, 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 no, don't even get me started. Part two, we're keeping on topic with Star Wars. We're going to be talking uh, the Star Wars shows that are coming to the streaming service, the Disney Plus streaming service, uh, and we'll be making our pitches to Ian as to what we think uh, the, one of those shows should be that hasn't already been announced. Uh, we'll also be talking about the future of Star Wars with uh, episode nine coming up, and maybe I might have a rant about the Sonic the Hedgehog poster that was released. Uh, yesterday that completely ruined my week so have a season part two alright so this is the part two of the show Hi. we're going to be talking about the TV stuff now uh, <laughs> inspiring opening uh, the first thing we're going to talk about um, is the shows we've got coming out on the Disney Plus uh, streaming service um, which should launch in I don't know if it's 2019 or 20 they've sort of been vague about it um, however the, the main Star Wars show that is someone coming in the room? Ah yeah my brother just stole it then Oh does he like Star Wars? Well he's not getting asked so <laughs> <laughs> That's fair That's fair Let's out <laughs> I love it. Uh, so the Mandalorian, um, is, sorry, the Mandalorian is going to be a TV show um, on the streaming service. It's going to be set between the events of Episode Six um, and Seven. Um, which I was having a conversation with Nathan the other day. Um, it's a time period in Star Wars that's been relatively uh, left unexplored as to now. 
Uh, the exciting thing about this is we've got John Favreau. He is executive producer of the show and he's written every single episode of the show as well. Even more exciting are the directors that have been announced for uh, specific episodes. Taika Waititi himself will be Love coming that. in to direct one of the episodes. Yeehaw. Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, will be directing one of the episodes of that the TV is. series as well. And this is the one that gets me most excited. Uh-huh. The man who I think is the future of Star Wars going forward creatively. The, the executive producer of both Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, Dave Filoni, makes his live-action directorial debut in the Mandalorian series, um, directing one of the episodes. And if you, if you, if that wasn't enough, if that all that wasn't enough to get you excited, recently they've announced the casting of uh, the Red Viper of Dorne himself, Pedro Pascal, um, will be playing the Mandalorian. Aye. Guys, who's excited about this? Because I think this could be the best Star Wars thing to come out ever. This, this <laughs> sounds fantastic to me. It really does. I. I- it looks, it's oh, getting the God, it does. So does. Um, <laughs> and you've got to remember, like, uh, like John Favreau does as a filmmaker. I know people sort of label him now as the, the Jungle Book and now the Lion King guy for Disney. He's just, like, doing all these live action. But don't forget how good the original Iron Man movie was, people. Oh, and yeah, if, you've not, if you've not seen Chef, which is a, oh, a small yeah. independent movie he did, he directed it, wrote Chef um, and starred in it, and it's an absolutely fantastic piece of filmmaking. Great. I love that movie so much. Yes. Um, so we've got The Mandalorian coming out. We've also uh, got a Rogue One a prequel, a Rogue One prequel TV show uh, featuring the character of Cassian Andor, who was played in that movie by Diego Luna. Uh, not a lot's been said about this, apart from that it's going to take place a couple of years before. Um, the events of Rogue One. Um, what's interesting about Cassian Andor is he actually grew up uh, in a separatist family. So he's anti-Republic as well as he's anti-Empire. So it's an interesting character to sort of bring in and that takes place between episode two and four. The other thing we've got is the return of the Clone Wars TV show um, on the Disney Plus streaming service. We have another season of Clone Wars that will be happening um, on that service. Guys, I'm going to put it to you. I'm going to come to you one at a time. Uh, we'll go to uh, JD. What's your, what one of these are you most excited for, and which one could you do without? So take one and leave one. Oh well, easily leave the rogue one thing. That's a that's a weird one. I don't yeah. see where they've got that from. Uh, mm. I didn't know it was like anti-separatist and anti-emperor. That's the only interesting thing I've seen that. But definitely the Mandalorian thing. I've always loved like, Boba Fett and Django, despite how shite they actually are in the movies. And uh, <laughs> I think that'd be interesting. I, I, I like the idea of a Star Wars TV, TV show, like live action as well. I want to see how that will be done. Yeah, it'll be interesting. What? Uh, so, uh, Nathan, <coughs> are you the same as Scott, uh, as JD here? Uh, are you two choices the same? <laughs> <laughs> Such a poor attempt. I basically, the... The Rogue yeah. One one can get in the bin, to be oh, honest. What? I am, I'm not that fussed by it. But the thought of the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars have oh, like me very like excited. And Ian, you're coming at this from a, a, a sort of a more outside perspective, perhaps, in this show. I, I tell you, the talent, the only one we know of the talent involved is in the Mandalorian. Is that what gets you excited, or the story elements of the other two shows? What one would you take, and what one would you leave? Oh well, the Mandalorian sounds great, uh, especially the talent behind the board. I won't lie; until like 
about two minutes ago when you talked, mentioned that I actually didn't know what you were talking about. Wow. And, uh, this actually sounds. This actually sounds great. <laughs> I know. Maybe I've just been, you know, totally, totally shut off, living under a rock. Yeah. But, uh, but I sounds great. I mean, like Rogue, like Rogue One didn't particularly excite me. Excite me. So I mean, like, I don't know what a, a prequel to that would Looks really like, do yeah. for me either. So I mean, I don't. I'm kind of indifferent to it. But yeah. uh, that, the Mandalorian show sounds great. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think like if they if they if they get it right, if they get it right. Uh, it'll be, it'll be fucking really good. I'm, I'm going to, I'll give some love because I'm going record now. I don't like Rogue One. It's my least favorite Star Wars movie, and that includes the prequels because at least I could watch the prequels and have a good laugh at. I don't like sand and shit like that. You know what I mean? However, <laughs> 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 oh, the beast the cast, of the cast are not like sand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like attacking the wikis is my favourite like meme thing. <laughs> I, I, you can just fit that in with anything. Um, the Cassian Andor character for me was the most interesting part of the Rogue One movie because of his warped sort of sense of morality in it. Like, don't forget, he is very much prepared to kill Jalen Urso in that film, uh, despite knowing that he is on the side of the rebels. He's very much willing to kill him. Uh, to sort of protect the rebellion and he's also willing to die for the rebellion that he believes in and the fact that he is both a separatist and fought against the jedi in the republic and now is part of the rebellion the rebel alliance is fighting against the empire that's something that hasn't really been explored in the star wars canon as as of yet and i'll go back to something that, that nathan was talking about earlier and it's this could be the potential where we could bring in the criminal underworld that was introduced in Solo and see that on the television screen. We could see Darth Maul, we could see Kira possibly back if they can get Amelia Clark in for it. We could see Crimson Dawn, we could see Infant's Nest, we can see all of these things that have been introduced to Solo and I think it could be a good place for the groundwork of those things. That, that could be where they live from now on if we're not getting a second Solo movie, I think. Anyone agree, disagree with that, or would you not want to see the criminal underworld of Star Wars explored in this uh, Cast and Andor show? Well, I mean, I think that's what um, I think that's what maybe one of the main, main things that I got annoyed at about uh, the Han Solo film was it was like it's such a great, uh, it really was like an interesting thing. I wish they had got more into the underworld and maybe like what's the what's the planet he's got from Calaria? Um, no, it's Corellia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Corellia. Yeah, sorry. I just showed you. I did. I did. I only watched it today. All right. <laughs> it's all right. It's a hard thing to pronounce. But yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's like the criminal the criminal underworld can be really interesting. But I think uh, I don't know. It could be could maybe be weird because see, the thing with the Star Wars universe is like uh, like good and bad morality is like a binary and like pretty much in the Star Wars in the yeah. Star Wars universe. And I think like uh, having kind of anti hero having kind of anti heroes and uh, kind of like. Uh, Morally ambiguous, morally ambiguous characters. Are like, I think it's something that sh- it can be explored, but I think, like, I think there's uh, quite a lot of space to go wrong. And I suppose it's like, oh, there's, like, they, they literally have a binary, like the light side and the dark side, and it's yeah. always very clear who the heroes and villains are. Mm-hmm. And guys, <laughs> I'm going to bring this up with the Cassian Andor short as well. We know we'll see her back in Rogue, uh, Clone Wars. We know that for a fact. Could we see the live-action debut of Ahsoka Tano in the Cassian Andor series? 
I never really watched the. I don't clip. know. Like I said, I've not really watched the cartoon thing, but but the clips I've yeah. seen, like, I, I know she's popular there, but nah, I, I don't really get the appeal to be honest. Maybe it's just something you like. You only see. Is she the one with the crazy thing. like zebra snake? Nah. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. Okay, right. Aye. Sorry, I, I was. I wasn't. I wasn't particularly. In all honesty, <laughs> if I was, if I was to see her in anything from Star Wars thing again, I'd want to kind of tie the loose ends with. Oh, the end of yeah. Rebels. Cause there's, oh, I, I, yeah. Because there's still a few things that Spoiler are still alert, up in the air. She that. could pop up much older in The Mandalorian because she is taken away from the main galaxy during the events of the original trilogy. So she could pop up in The Mandalorian. Would you prefer to see that rather than the Cassian Andor show? Yeah. Potentially, I, I agree. Well, yeah, but I think it's. I'm, I'm kind of secretly wanting another series. Of, we know what another series of Rebels, but I want them to lead that story on to continue. The, the setup at the end. Aye, because the likes of the likes of Thrawn in that, you can't leave. Him yeah, that's the thing. Alive, like, they no have all these characters in Rebel life. Oh, those are unfamiliar with Rebels. Basically, it ends with a lot of the protagonist and the main antagonist and. The Star Wars canon, uh, like Legends canon, uh, legend for lack of a better term, uh, Admiral Thrawn, uh, being taken away to a, a far undiscovered part of the galaxy, which people are speculating is where the First Order uh, comes from themselves. So it is, it's a very interesting area that could be explored, but I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do it. But that's uh, a roundup in the TV shows that have been announced. Um, what we're going to do this week is we're going to go into our debate segment and Ian, Ian Shearer, you've agreed to be the, the judge uh, for this week's uh, debate and it will be what TV show that hasn't already been announced would you like to see uh, on the Disney Plus streaming service? But before we get into that, I do have a Facebook poll just to report on uh, concerning last time's debate. 57% of you said you would prefer Howard the Duck to... Oh, so I just want to take... Sake. I, I, just, I just want to say that this, this proves, my blood's up. proves my point that I was trying to make last week that people would rather see my duck ahead of a sad Russian lady and a playing <laughs> blue man. So I'm just going to put that to rest for now. But the people have spoken. I know who really won. All right. How many, so, people? How many people do you know? That was, that was a, yeah, that was like over 30 people. Uh, voted what? on that one. Yeah, I know. I know. And the people have spoken, so you know. I voted Tower the Duck. Oh, Thank you. Geez. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to start. Um, Ian, whose pitch would you like to hear first? Uh, let's go with uh, JD's. Nice. Why not? I've been first for nothing, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, be warned, I've, my reviews will be scathing. Right, well, I've not really got. <laughs> <laughs> I've not really got a few in-depth thing. I was just uh, truffles. We talked about this earlier and kind of bumped my one, but even then, it wasn't very original. I was. Uh, I really liked. Ah, you could nah, snake him here. You could use it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one would no, ever know, I, uh, apart from me, the judge. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked like the people era. Like, I thought everything in that was big, like cool. All the designs in that were really interesting and a lot better than the original but um like there wasn't enough going on like you see at the end of 
episode two and the start of three is the only time you actually see any like war part of it. I'd like mm-hmm. a wee bit more of that, a wee bit more gritty kind of thing. Um, I don't know, there was a game called like Republic Commando. I don't know if you played that, it's very old. But it's mm-hmm. like this elite squad that and it goes between two and three. It could be like a kind of band of brothers thing. I don't know. But the only problem with that would be I'm poking holes in my own suggestions. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to get character out of guys that are wearing helmets all the time and who are literally clones of the same guy. So uh, I don't really I don't really know where to go with that, but um I, I just want to see more of that era really done properly because yeah. it was very disappointing. Okay. okay. <laughs> Who's next, team? On you go, David. Give us it your best shot. I put a poll out on Twitter and asked people who their favourite Star Wars character was. With 55% of the vote, people said Darth Vader, which is unsurprising, Ian. All right, because Darth Vader is the coolest fucking character in cinema history. I'm All right, to poke holes in this one, Eddie. Go on. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing about Rogue One. Hate that movie. What's the one bit everyone loved when Darth Vader started killing cunts? All right, that's the bit that everyone liked, and that is going to be is going to take place right after Revenge of the Sith, and it's going to follow loosely the story that's been established in the Darth Vader comic series produced by Marvel, and it's going to be Darth Vader coming to terms with the transition between Anakin Skywalker and the Sith Lord he's become and hunting down the Jedi who survived Order 66. So basically it's going to be a 10 episode show. You're going to have one Jedi Knight, a very powerful Jedi Knight who survived the events of Order 66 who keeps avoiding Vader at every turn and actually knows Vader's true identity, which is a very powerful thing. And I'm going to have a few supporting characters in it as well. Bosk is going to show up as an informant for Darth Vader because we need more Bosk in Star Wars and also I'm going to have John Williams come back to do original music on this and my show is going to include the death of Jar Jar Binks officially in canon with Darth Vader encountering Jar Jar Binks and killing him at long last I, with my show, I'm going to save Star Wars from the scourge that is that Gungan freak, okay? That is my show, take it or leave it What's your name? It sounds like you're name dropping a ton of names. Whoa! Uh, whoa. Just saying. Nostalgia factor. I try, I try to play on the heartstrings of those fans. Exactly. Who knows? Jar Jar thinks that's anyway. So. What's yours? Bam. I'm the same as JD. I've no get a dead and dead one, but the basis of it is I want to kind of cover what we've already discussed the gap between episode 6 and 7 and the rise of the first the first order because they just yeah. kind of appear mm-hmm. out of nowhere so I want to kind of address the rise of that and how Ben Solo's seduced towards the dark side and all that I know that might be addressed a bit further mm-hmm. in episode 9 but I think it's an interesting like route to take because then you've got the likes of Luke training the Jedi the new Jedi Order and then the fall of the, Je- the new Jedi Order and that's just in general because I know in the in Star Wars yeah, Battlefront the newest one was a bit of a crossover between 
the first order in the end. Oh, that's canon, isn't it? Fallen. That's and like, I'm not sure if I'm... Yeah, it's a canon, it's canon. A canon game. That's I fucking shit, but it's canon. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that does tie in, and that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, so like, so just to clarify, yours is basically Luke and Kylo and the rise of the First Order before Episode 7. Right, because it, it didn't annoy me, but it was just like, boom, yeah. Starkiller base yeah. is there, and the New Republic's wiped out without yeah. any, like... Mention of it until it's like, I mean, you okay. yeah, episode seven, a new hope just, just starts, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, Ian, are we okay to fight it out now? Uh, yep, yeah, right. What the well, I'll give my no, not the not the judgment yet. We're gonna argue for a bit and then you're gonna stop us when you've made a decision, right? I'll start with Trump then. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? Nah, there you go. I want a nice Mr. Bander uh, Brothers. See, uh, mate, I'm not saying my suggestion's good. It's quite pish. I, I put, like, I pointed out the wrongs in it already. But see, right. with Darth Vader, right? He's the only re- reason that it's so good in Rogue One is because he's used so like sparingly. Like, I would want a wee bit more, but not for like ten episodes. Not back to back. Like, he's, he loses impact. Like everyone wants to see Darth Vader on the screen. You're waiting for it. You're waiting for it. You're waiting for it. See if it was like ten episodes of him. Like, just kind of rip the arse at him, and you know, he doesn't really comic... say a lot. And I don't want more bad puns. Like, but the people who read the comic books would disagree. Who are reading an entire series dedicated to that one character, and at least mine has a character. Yours has Clone Trooper One, Clone Trooper Two, <laughs> Clone Trooper Three, and Clone Trooper Four. Just uh, saying banter back to each other, back and forth. You've already pointed out the flaws in yours. I, I don't know. even need. So to if you played that game, it kind of well, it kind of works in the same way that the cartoon, the cartoon thing works, where they all have their uh, different distinctions. Like you can tell who's who, but yeah. nah, mine's pretty shite. And no, I'll give you that. And Nathan, I can't think of what the fucking budget for your show is going to be. If you want fucking oh, Mark Hamill, you want Kylo Ren back, you want the entire <laughs> First Order, you want a CGI Snoke. Like, where's the money coming from this? Because it's no coming from the box office at all. Blank, blank check. Blank Disney blank. check from Uncle Bob. <laughs> no, I, if, if, it, if it upsets you that much, I'll make it into a oh, cartoon. You bastard. Oh, I, I, I thought that's why Rebels get cancelled because there was a, like a resistance thing or something. Is that not well, right? I don't know. Well, here's the, and here's also the thing of we not already stories before because we get the flashback of Luke in the Jedi Temple. So, and potentially, but yeah. Have we not seen Darth Vader? Exactly, we more kids, more young. And, exactly, we love seeing that. <laughs> People hated when they saw Luke like try to kill Aye, but, you. But if you say, if you say you have ten, ten solid episodes of Darth Vader yeah. killing folk, I think the the novelty may wear Listen, off a wee bit. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this to you. All right, how many times have classic horror movies been remade? Like, you get the remakes of Halloween that we're talking about, you get the remakes of uh, Freddy Krueger, you get the, like, Scream had four movies. People never tired of seeing people killing other people. Like, they never get tired of it. And that's exactly what my Star Wars show is going to give them. I think you could do so, a quite a quite an interesting horror in Star Wars. Like, if you gave it an R rating or something, you could go to some mad planet that's just, like, all fucking weird diseases and animals and stuff, and, like, 
weird space Hulk type things, so it's all empty. Nah, yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah, good. I'd love to see what a lightsaber would do to somebody in an Harvey yeah, Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. I then my, your wish is Mac and Man, people. My Darth Vader show is now already. <laughs> oh, a wee bit of pandering there, David. A wee it's bit of clicking in the arse It's going to be the... This is going to be the Logan of Star Wars. That's actually a feeling, it? So Darth Vader's impaled in a log no, at the end of it? No, Bosk is impaled in a log at the end of it. Bosk gets the hero's death that we've all wanted for years. There's like, a there's like an artificially Darth, Darth Vader sleeping in the back of a <laughs> ladder. made Darth Vader who's chasing after and trying to kill him through the, the series. Like, no, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. It's, uh, it's, it's Darth, Darth no, Vader but, to the To extreme. be fair, David, yes. you're, you're tying into a game that was out a few years ago called Force, right. Force Unleashed. No. no, I refuse to. I refuse. Which, which is, no, which is good because Darth Vader is a secret apprentice called Starkiller who right. basically Darth Vader sends out mm. to kill all the other Jedis. So that, therefore that means Darth Vader cannot be asked <laughs> hunting most of the Jedis and he sent his wee But I'm going to point out to you that Force Awakens is no longer canon. No, no Force Unleashed is no longer canon. So... Now I can fix the, the wrongs that you're pointing out. Thank you for bringing that up to me. Um, I'm upset that you feel that Darth Vader was lazy in that original incarnation, and I'll fix that with my show. You would be if you're part robot, That's true. but just kind of be honest. Ian, Ian, have you made a decision here? Uh, I mean, kinda, but I can't. I, I quite like all. I quite like all the idea. I quite like all the ideas. I think they all have potential. But uh, I mean, I think I don't know if it's just uh, your oratory abilities, David. But I think you've uh, you've given me a good you give me a good sell on your one. I'm so- yes. I'm sorry, other, I'm sorry, other guys, but I think that'd be a good one. You're only saying that. <laughs> 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 it's my bank transfers page. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Thank you. Aye. Checks in the mail, and I would like to give a wee shout out to, to Luke, Luke McLaughlin. Um, and Nicky Buchanan. Um, this is what a right result looks like in a debate. So, yeah, next time that you're both on, um, I should put I'm more effort into that now. as well. You know, guys, unlucky. You know, sometimes the, your arms are too short to box with God, you know? So, <laughs> let's have a wee. <laughs> no one likes a bad winner. <laughs> I'm just trying to say. I'm, I'm trying to create the drama. I'm trying to create drama. I hope. I hope no one listens <laughs> to us anymore. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna plaster us over social media and <laughs> fucking Great. get filters. I hope a might get me views. <laughs> now nah, you know I'm a wrestling fan. I like to create the, 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 the false drama. Here. It's fun. I like everyone. I love everyone. It's all great. Uh, we're going to end this show. In fact, no, just quickly. Uh, a new Sonic the, po- the Hedgehog poster came out uh, like yesterday, and it's fucking shit. I was actually mailing the big look about this. Uh, it's the most hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. It's an abomination, and it should never see the screen. I genuinely hope that there is a cut of this movie somewhere, and it gets destroyed in a fire, um, and never sees the light of day. Because, like, why does Sonic look like a person? And who asked for that? To be honest with you. 
Yeah, it looks totally, totally weird and freakish. And then, like, see when the, when the human, when the kind of anthropomorphic side of his character, mm-hmm. uh, like the anthropomorphic aesthetic becomes like too human, it just gets into this kind of like uncanny valley. Like, yeah, oh, it just becomes this kind of like creepy, freakish monster. Yeah, it just looks fucking stupid. I think is the, the is how I'd put it. So I I refuse to endure about it anymore but we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get on there. what was that about we said uh, any publicity and publicity like two seconds ago uh... yeah guys episode 9 alright uh, comes out we don't have much more time here I just want to go around each of you one by one and ask are you looking forward to episode 9 um, and get me a prediction what do you think the title of episode 9 is going to be uh, so we're gonna we'll go in reverse this time. We'll start with Ian. Well, if you wanted to, if you wanted me to describe in uh, one noise how I feel about the new Star Wars trilogy, it'd probably be something like. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll watch it. But I mean, like, I don't know. Episode, episode eight, I didn't think it was fantastic. Uh, I thought I had a lot of issues with it. I kind of wanted just to see how the trilogy wraps up now. So it's, I'm more looking forward to it so I can get a sense of closure about the story rather than I'm actually buzzing to see what happens. Aye, we're too invested yeah, in it like, Once you put like five hours in, like, like right, come on, we're getting close to the end now, like, oh, wrap up, will you? This is like me with Riverdale, man. Like, once the world's <laughs> been, like... <laughs> Do not. Right? Now, there's one I don't want. Well, as I put like, in oh so much God. time into, like, I can't get out of it. Uh, have you got a prediction for the title? Um... Star Wars, an audience size. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Nathan, let's go to you. Um, you like The Last Jedi. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I remember well, we have a conversation. Um, I, I, I did enjoy it. There was just a few plot holes like yeah. we discussed regarding Ryan Johnson and JJ Yeah, season. and we're going to do like Next year we'll be doing a preview show for the, the the episode nine coming out, so we can discuss more of the plot uh, the plot of the last Jedi heading into that. But are you excited? Because I put a poll on the Facebook actually and asked out of the two big blockbusters coming out next year, what were people more excited about? Uh, Star Wars episode nine lost the poll with forty two percent. Avengers Endgame, which had uh, its trailer come out just there, uh, won with fifty eight percent of the vote. Um, what? Are, out of those two, what are you personally more excited for right now? And give me a wee prediction as to the title of episode nine. Well, currently, I'm more excited for Avengers, but I think it's because that's off the back of Infinity War and obviously the trailer yeah. dropped. But while in episode nine, it's all very hush hush and not very much has been said about it. Is it? We don't want to talk about it right mm-hmm. now. Definitely. Uh, you got a title. It's been like something like Star Wars Reborn or something oh, wow. like that. <laughs> Matrix style. Nice. Aye. Nice, I like it. The blue <laughs> pill. Star Wars, the blue pill. Uh, JD, I've said your real name so many times, I don't know why I'm still keeping up yes. this stuff. But, uh, give me, <laughs> give me um, your thoughts heading into episode 9. Uh, next year, this time next year, we'll probably have our tickets booked, and I'll be five steins into what's going to be a, an emotional wreck of a viewing experience. Uh, what, what's your, uh, what you predictions with regards to the plot of episode nine, and what's your title going to be? 
I have no idea what the plot's going to be. Like off the back of the last one, I've like it's just I think it was a mess. I, I oh. really don't care for the next one to be honest. This whole sequel trilogy has just been kind of boring. It's been not a lot's really changed. It's been a really long like, handover for the last films. I don't want to see Lando back. Like he's played his part. Let it die. Yeah. Uh, Let the past die. Oh. <laughs> kill, <laughs> kill it if you have to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Nah. Don't know I'm not really looking forward. Uh, we're sorry, blame Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Just coming out against him. Star Wars. You know Scott what? Kennedy, I, you know, it's like a team of Nikes around me today. Uh, um, I like The Last Jedi. I'm actually, I agree with you, Scott. I don't know where the plot of this next one's going to go, though. Um, I'm kind of unsure as to what direction they're going to take with it. Um, I heard a rumour recently. I was listening to the Collider Live podcast, um, and Mark Riley on that show uh, said that he heard a rumour that Son of Darkness might be the title of the Episode Nine film. Uh, Jesus. I'm going to disagree because I, I was saying this before we came on air. My theory is they ended the uh, the prequel trilogy in its Revenge of the Sith, so it's Dark Side, Return of the Jedi Episode Six, Light Side. There's been a lot of talk about the nature of the Force and the balance of the Force in this new trilogy. Um, I think it's going to be Star Wars Episode Nine: Balance of the Force is my prediction um, as to what the title will be. Um, I don't think it's the best or most exciting title but I think it's the one that makes the most sense for the story I think they've been trying to tell in this sort of like sequel trilogy so Star Wars Star Endgame. Wars Endgame <laughs> <laughs> imagine they crossed over I'm sure that would rough out this is the reality films. stone and all of a sudden Darth Vader and Bosk pop out and just like make their way into the Avengers universe Bosk would boss it in the Avengers universe fucking oh, Bosk is the best anyway on that note we're going to wrap things up all right. I want to thank everyone who came on today. Um, it's been a, a long and winding road talking about Star Wars, but uh, you know it's been fun. Uh, so to JD, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for keeping me so anonymous. Yeah, I don't say yeah. I protected your identity <laughs> to the, the nth degree. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Nathan, thank you for coming in as well uh, to talk about some Star Wars. Thanks and for Ian, having me. thank you for the la- the last minute uh, when I. I texted you uh, I don't actually know what time it was for you last night um, and you said you know what I'll watch all this morning and I'll come on so I want, you, I want to thank you for that uh, no worries at all thanks uh, for having me on next time I will be it will be our Christmas special and our last show of the year we'll be talking about uh, arguably the greatest Christmas film of all time uh, Die Hard uh, and hopefully I will have Jack and Nicky back to end the year I will also be joined by uh, Joe Thomas American Hero and uh, the pervert that is Conor McCann uh, will finally make <laughs> his uh, first St. Films debut. That one's for you. I don't know if McCann's made it through this episode because he hates Star Wars, but all we know about him is that he is a pervert and he will be here next week. Uh, so thank you for listening and goodbye. <laughs>